Good morning, my little raw doggers. Today I have with me the one and only Serena Smith. Serena and I are working on a special project for you guys. We can't say anything too much now, but I have the Serena Smith with me. Serena, please introduce yourself to those who don't know who you are. Hello, listeners of my very favorite podcast, which I listen to all the time. (laughs) So, so happy to be on here. Thank you for Uh, coming. Of course. Yes. She came all the way from Canada. Yes. She showed me her money today and it was very just like so different. Like her money, Canadian money is just... You can just tell it's so upper class versus like our <laughs> shitty paper dollars. Like yeah, I'm actually embarrassed to hold dollar bills and five dollar bills now. Like after seeing the Canadian, like you, they go out of their way to add that little clear like plastic piece on their money. Like we cannot compete. Yeah, Canadian money is made of plastic and it comes in a lot of very pretty colors. Yes, and I'm just like, oh, we're basic as fuck. But yes, go on, introduce yourself. (laughs) Yeah, so my name is Serena Smith. I am a trans woman, very proudly and very openly. I am very creative. I am a musical artist. I have two songs out right now, currently working on more than one. Maybe we could call it an album. (laughs) Perfect. She has this one song that I am literally obsessed with. Uh Danny and I play it on the way back from San Diego. We play it all the time. As soon as we hear the beginning, we know exactly who it is. It's called On Fire. (laughs) It's it's one of my absolute favorite songs from her album. I love it so much. Thank you. Today's topic, you guys, is something that we can all relate to, and it's fake friendships. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that. So, Serena, do you have any fake friendships stories that you can tell us? Because I have a feel up my sleeves. I think we've all really been through it. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like in the trans community, oh yeah, it's worse. Because I always tell everyone, I'm like, before these trans girls were trannies <laughs> before these <laughs> trans girls were trans they were gay boys uh-huh. and they weren't just like the cute little gay boys they were the catty catty <laughs> gay boys and so you take that energy and now they're female it's competing with the gays to see who's uh-huh. more like passable it's competing with other trans girls to see who's more passable and like every single friendship that I see and have been in it's it always becomes a competition and I notice it only happens specifically with trans girls well I think with trans friendships and even just female friendships in general there's a lot of competition mm-hmm. people are really trying to one-up each other so if you have a friend and you see her do something you think I need to do better than that because it's almost like an ego mm-hmm. and I find Trans women really carry that trait of feeling like they have to be better because they went through a period of time where they were feeling pretty low. And now that they're themselves, they want to really amplify that and do the most more than the people around them are doing. It's really it's a really weird dynamic. I can't really understand why people feel that way. I mean, 
I've definitely probably felt that way before too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it comes like a place of like insecurity? Yeah. 100%? I think, I don't really know why like the brain thinks this way, but especially with trans girls from what I've seen personally and different friendships that I've tried to have, which didn't really work out. There's always a competition or putting someone down to make Mm. yourself feel better. Yeah. And I never understood that. And I never see a point in trying to be friends or have a friendship if the whole entire time we're going to compete with this person. No, it's really hard. (laughs) It's, um, it's pointless for Mm -hmm. sure. I think the best thing about having a real friendship is support and getting yourself uplifted by that person. Yeah. And doing the same for the other person. I think that's what a friendship is. And that's what it should be. But a lot of them really are not like that. And it's sad. It is sad. I remember um, I had a friend and like everything was just always kind of, and I feel like the what what makes it worse actually mm-hmm. is when people pin you guys against each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could be like you and your best friend. Yeah, an outside influence. Mm-hmm. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like it, you, like for example, you and your best friend could like not even think about ever competing, mm-hmm. but then also is one person to be like, oh my god, like you look so much more prettier than her. Yeah. And I, then all of a sudden, like the other person, how is she gonna feel? And like if some, if, like mm-hmm. she's the other person seeing this comment, she's gonna be like, oh my god, is that true? And that's gonna like spark an insecurity in her head to where now she's going to feel like oh my God, I need to be better than her. Mm -hmm. But like, that's your best friend. And so like, I feel like having an outside influence does play a big part. But I feel like being trans, you, it's always a competition of like, who's the fishiest? Who's the prettiest? Who's had more surgery? And I feel like it's some, like to me, if you have more surgery, that's cute. But it's not really a flex. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of just like, yeah, you have a lot more surgery, but that's because you had a lot that needed to be fixed. And so whenever girls flex, like, how much their body costs, how much this costs, to me, I'm thinking, yeah, you look good now, but that just kind of shows, like, how bad the before was. So in a way, are you really, like, that much better than I am? I mean, I don't think that's technically true with every person. Yeah. But I think some people prioritize things differently some people find value in having surgeries and not in the right way they think it makes them better elaborate for me because someone will think oh i've had this done you know they give their list i've done this i've done this what have you done exactly and it's oh i've i've only done this and they say oh really oh i think you would look good if you got that and do you think that is kind of like a brainwash because in the trans committee it's like the same surgery brow bone nose job jaw mm-hmm. lips you know like it's always hairline hairline lowering it's always those specific things that all trans girls seem to like want to get done and so when someone comes up to you and tells you like oh like what you just said right now yeah kind of like oh would you get like you would look so much so much better if you had this like do you think that's them being brainwashed to believe that having those specific surgeries will make you prettier when someone doesn't need it. For example, like 
you, I don't think you need a brow bone shave. Me and the doc both said that, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, by me saying, like, oh, my God, you would look so good with this. Would you yeah. think that's me being brainwashed to believe that all trans girls will look better if they have this, 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 you know? I would say it's one of two things. The first thing is if it's a girl who doesn't have that procedure Mm -hmm. and feels like she doesn't need it, she's going to say that to you because it's going to make her feel better. She's going to say, I naturally don't need this. It's almost, it's, it's throwing shade and it's, they do it to make themselves feel better. Okay. Kind of just kind of like, you need this, but like, I don't, because I'm fishier than you. Or I already have this and you don't. So because of that, I'm better than you. I have a higher status than you. And while that may technically not be true, in that person's head, they feel that's true. And that gives them a little bit of a boost. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Like, why do you think they feel the need to have to, like, do that? You know, that's hard. I mean, I think probably because it's low self-esteem. It's a lifetime of low self-esteem. Do you think it's like the trans girls online also playing an influence on this? In what way? Kind of like how before the Kardashians, everyone had that skinny, like slim body, correct? Mm-hmm. The body I love. Exactly. <laughs> the the 2000s Ka- Yes, the, uh-huh. the Kardashian body. And the, no, the Paris Hilton and stuff. Yeah. The Kardashians come along, and then now everyone feels like they need to have curves. Okay. And so do you think, like, like for example, when I was younger, I was happy with my body. Yeah. And then I met Eden. And then she was kind of just like, oh, my God, you need to have curves. You need to have curves. Like, mm-hmm. pad your hips. Wear hip pads. Mm-hmm. And so, like, before I met her, I was fine with my body. But then after being introduced to, like, an hourglass figure and how a woman's body should be... Uh-huh. I was obsessed with that. And so do you think having a bunch of other trans girls online having procedures after procedures cause that to play an influence on like how younger trans girls like see themselves and be like, oh my God, like now like I need to get this done. I need to get this done because like she has it and like all of them have it. And like I feel like so behind that I don't have this. I really, really relate to that. Um, Not even with, with just surgery, but also with like lifestyle or how so certain things like that um so surgery wise like there's certain people who i've just unfollowed um okay just because almost in a way seeing them makes me feel slightly less than so like I is it because of like what they're like flexing online exactly or, like... exactly because it's almost like they put it out there in a way that makes you feel like you need that too like how so Give me an example. I think it kind of just stems from the insecurity thing because you see multiple different people all have one procedure or they have a similar look or there's four different girls that all went to this one doctor mm-hmm. and that's the the cool doctor to go to. And you don't have that. And you're like, I want to be a part of that club because I want to fit in. Yeah, I think what especially us as trans people always want is to just fit in do you think they want to fit in with like 
being passable and being cis or fitting in as far as like accepted by other trans girls because believe it or not they, that that is completely two separate things because there are those trans girls who don't give a fuck about fitting in with like the trans girl they just want to live their life and pass mm-hmm. but then there's some other trans girls who want to like keep up and like oh my god all these trans girls they have this they have that i feel like i should have that and they yeah. want to fit into that crowd and that was me for a little bit you know? I would say definitely that because that's kind of our community and what we're surrounded mm-hmm. around. It's kind of hard to compare yourself to a cis woman because we're just not that. Mm-hmm. But there's other trans girls who you relate to because you're in the same position. You all started at the same place. Mm-hmm. I think that really makes sense. We all started at the same place and now one girl is here and you feel, well, I'm only here. Why am I not where she is? Yeah, it's like a little race. But what is the finish line? Like, what really is the finish line? Because, for example, my finish line could be like, uh, I just want a pussy and that's it. Your finish line could be like, oh, well, I want my this. I want this done. I want mm-hmm. this done. And you can't just buy surgery overnight. No. You got to work up to these things. And so, like, your finish line could be different than mine. But, like, we're going to compare each other's finish yeah. lines. And, like, that's where it gets interesting because, like, you're constantly competing with other girls in the same community. But um, you guys all have different end goals. I think, personally, my finish line with transition and looks would to just be comfortable and to be happy. To be yeah. able to go out, go stand in front of people, be looked at, and feel comfortable. So I feel like you would more likely just want to fit in as far as being passable. I wouldn't say that necessarily because I don't really feel like I need to be passable. I think I am, but I don't mind being vibrant or I think we were talking about this at dinner today. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't really care like the bimbo look. A lot of people, you know, even cis girls who have, you know, the bimbo look, which is blonde hair, big boobs, pink nails, you know, bright like clothing, crystals, stones, like everything very exaggerated. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very noticeable look that brings a lot of attention. Yes. And because I feel like most cis girls don't do that when mm-hmm. someone sees that's kind of out of the ordinary. So they just assume like she's trans. Yeah. Because Sari and I went to get dinner and then the waiter was like, oh, my God, you guys are so pretty. And I was telling Serena, I was like, you know, whenever a girl tells you you're pretty, it's yeah. because she she clocked you. By the way, we both had on no makeup and pretty simple outfits. Mm-hmm. I'm literally um, in a hoodie and leggings. Yeah. And I, because I, I, I never see a cis girl compliment another cis girl for fun unless they're drunk in the bathroom at a bar <laughs> or a club. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so, like, when a cis girl to me compliments me... I feel like, oh my gosh, she must think like, oh my gosh, she's trans. She's so pretty for being like yeah. trans. Or like, she's so pretty for being a guy because that's how their mentality and logic yeah. is. And they'll be like, I'm going to tell her she's pretty because she's so pretty for being a guy. Usually, you know what I mean? Usually when I will get a compliment, it's when I am I have my makeup on and I'm like, I'm serving a look, mm-hmm. like something very extra. Out of the ordinary, basically. Yeah, like, you, cis girls wear mascara for makeup. Yes. We wear, like, <laughs> full face, eyeshadow, double-stacked lashes, hair is, like, hair the, is done, exactly. outfits, accessories. It's definitely out of the ordinary. So usually when someone compliments me, it'll be, I mean, when it's a woman, because 
you know how men are. They'll harass you when you're at the gas station with, you know, no makeup on. And They're men. They're horny little um, things. But They'll for women, anyone. usually a woman will appreciate the effort that I put into because it's almost... I would say maybe shocking or surprising because they'll turn around and they'll see me like very done up or anyone else. And then then they will compliment me. But they're more just complimenting the look. The effort. Yeah, the look. The serve. <laughs> I understand that, actually. Yeah. Because you're right. They can appreciate it because like they probably want to like have the time to do all that, but they can't. Yeah. I think it's very uh, mesmerizing. It definitely is. It's Very, like ooh, drawing like, the attention and like they love it. Uh-huh. But going back to just like the fake friends and like yeah. keeping up in like the trans community. Mm-hmm. Why do trans girls feel the need to compete with each other? The competition thing is hard. Um, I think it's it comes with surgery, material items. Mm-hmm. Everything is a competition. You know, what car you have how many followers you have. And it's very weird that everyone is trying to one-up each other because that is very not me. Um, Honestly, I have not had very many trans friends and I actually avoided it for a really long time. Same, same. Because I know how the trans community can Mm -hmm. be. I know how trans girls can be. Yeah. Because I am that trans girls. You know, like (laughs) I was at one point, I was that vicious bitch that was kind of just like, I was a Regina George, you yeah. know? And so, like, I know how to pick those... Were you really? I was, yeah. I can't... I can see you having a little bit of a bitchy side, but I can't see you being, like, nasty. The fact that I'm admitting to this and talking about it now is because... Well, it's I'm growth, no long- first yeah, of all. I'm no longer that person. Exactly. And so, like, I don't mind talking about it because I was once that person. I was definitely younger then. And, like, to say that I'm a completely different person would be a lie because I still have those, like character traits where like sometimes i'll even snap on be like oh my god let's like bully this bitch for a bit you know i mean i think we all have that a little bit Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's like i think it's human nature mm -hmm. behind like for me it's kind of just like everyone talks shit you know like if we're not friends and someone tells me oh yeah this was fucking shit on you i would not be surprised it's like yeah we're not fucking friends of course she's Mm -hmm. like running her mouth i'm running mine we're not fucking friends i feel like it becomes a problem when like if we're friends and then I hear that you're talking smack, then it becomes a problem because, wait, you're my friend. I get it. We all talk shit. It's human yeah. nature. We can't help ourselves. I think that's hard because mm-hmm. for me, I don't let a lot of people into my life. Yeah, as anything, you should. Anything like... deeper than surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, I I used to have this thought that was like, um, like real friends and fake friends, you would have kind of like a almost like placeholders you know like someone would just have you around when they need a friend or they need mm-hmm. someone to take up their time yeah i never liked that um yeah i like people who are going to be there and be there for life yeah almost all of my friends that i have had are 10 year long five year long friendships okay and that's how i like it and i think the reason that it's like that is because i'm really cautious with who i I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. It's a very, you need, to, I feel like you need to know like the signs to look for. Yeah. So you can I'm, look for it I'm early. I'm very, very good at that. A lot of people actually come to me about advice because I'm mm-hmm. very intuitive. That's I can good. kind of, I can tell someone's vibe right away if someone's being genuine, if someone's 
being not so genuine.、Mm-hmm. I can always tell. Sometimes I may ignore the signs. Yeah.、Um, <laughs> I love my red flags, <laughs> but、um, usually I can always tell. You、yeah. know, I'm like, girl, I know what your tea is, and I know what you're all about. Yeah. But why not? Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Like. There are so many evil, mean girls out there who are actually just out to get you. Yeah, you know. Well, the, I have a little story. Tell、um, me, tell me, so tell the, the class. <laughs> so there was a girl who I kind of be- started to become friends with.、Um, we weren't super close, but we were slowly growing a friendship.、Okay. Um, she was a little bit older than me. So I looked up to her because she had more life experience than me. Okay. I always like to find people who can give me advice. I think that's what friendship is all about. Are you easily influenced like me? One hundred percent. I am、okay. very, very easily because influenced. because that's where they can sometimes take advantage and just kind of just like,、mm-hmm. like just change your mindset on everything. Because like since I met all the transfers that I had when I was younger, yeah, my outlook on life has completely changed.、Mm-hmm. From what I would think it would be when I was younger. So, like, when you find when you if you're easily influenced, you need to make sure the person that's influencing you like is truly out there for your good intentions. You know. Uh huh. But go on. So I was building a friendship with this person, and I thought it was I thought it was good,、mm-hmm. and it was good. We were having fun together, and I don't know. It was it was nice to have a new friend. Because- was there any red flags in the beginning that you kind of just ignored? No, I think okay. So I, it was like literally perfect. I wouldn't say perfect, but I think first of all, getting to know someone is a very long process.、Mm-hmm. I mean,、um, how long do you think it would take for you to finally fully trust someone? I think trust is trust is also trust is a big thing.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think to trust someone fully, you have to go through experiences like ups and downs. You have to see someone through good and bad to see. How they react to certain situations. Yeah, that's smart. I never thought about it that way. Actually,、um, I kind of just always look at trust as like, how long have I known the person? You know? I mean, I think there's a saying that is trust someone until they break your trust, something like that. Um, um I think it was、um, or trust someone until they prove you wrong. Yeah. Um, I think there was one where it's kind of like trust is earned, not given. Yeah, this is true also. <laughs> And then there was one where it's kind of like um, the one that you're talking about. I think it goes something along the lines of like. Trust me until I've given you a reason not to. Okay, something、yeah. like that. Do you、yeah. know what I mean? Um, but getting to know someone, I think it takes a really long time.、Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years now, and I would say to really know him, even now I'm still learning things about him and kind of figuring him out. But I would say it took a full year before really? I really, really knew him and really understood him. I think it takes a really long time to get to know someone, but it is a little bit different with some people because some people kind of show their different sides more early on. Okay. Some people kind of they let their guard down because I think everyone has good and bad to them.、Um, any friendship or relationship, there's negatives or positives, and you can never change a person. So I have friends who. There's things about them that I don't like, or there's things, ways they will act that I don't really like. But those are my friends, so I accept them for who they are. I think、yeah. that's a really big thing that I've learned in maintaining relationships is that 
You cannot control someone to be how you want them to be. There is not a perfect person. So you have to accept someone for who they are. Yeah. But I think sometimes some people are just nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um. So back onto my story. This was a girl that I looked up to because she was older than me. And she liked to give me advice. She liked to tell me, you should try this or don't do this. And I felt like it was coming from a really genuine place. Um, like almost like learning from her mistakes. So I really liked that. It made me feel good. I felt like, you know, I wasn't very close to this person at all. This was a very new friendship. Um, so it wasn't very deep. But I, w- I thought it was cool that I had someone to give me advice and kind of... Were you like new in your transition? No. Um, this was about a year ago, actually. Oh, okay, okay. So... You know, I was, you know, five years into it, but I don't know. I'm always looking, learning. looking up to people and learning. Um, I definitely like to learn from people. Okay. Um, I don't want to think I know it all, uh, even though sometimes I like to. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Then later on, I found out a couple little things from people. You know, I would have someone message me and say, by the way, you know, don't really trust this person because they were talking about you to me. And I'd say, oh, that's kind of weird. Just little things. Because she's your friend. Yeah, exactly. Just little things like that. And I like to go with gut instincts. Um, A lot of times I've had someone warn me about something or tell me, you know what? I wouldn't do that if I was you. But I'm the kind of person that has to learn things for myself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people are like that because if you don't go through it, you don't feel those emotions, you're not really affected by it. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, drew myself away and kind of took a step back. Um, And then I was okay with that. I was fine with just being an acquaintance. You know, I don't like to have drama. I'm very like... Did she like wonder why like you're being so like... I don't in a way. I don't think so because she I went from being close and now she's kind of like you keeping your guard up. No, right? because I think this person has a lot of friends. Okay, because I'm someone who does not have a lot of friends. I think this person has a lot of well, I wouldn't say friends, but more acquaintances. I'm sure you know those girls who she's always juggling back and forth. Like she, yeah. does, she doesn't really have one close friend. You're always hanging out with a different person, or mm-hmm. you're always in a fight with in a fight with this person, in a fight with that person. I'm never me. I'm never in fights with people. Yeah, you know. Because I don't, one of the main reasons is because I don't like confrontation. Um, But I also, I've really strategically picked the people that I give my energy to in a way where I know I'm not going to have to deal with that stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, So then I found out from someone else, um, a friend of mine who, you know, also speaks to this person. I found out that she said some stuff about me that kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, So basically, my friend had told me something that this girl said. What was it? What she said was, I don't remember the exact words. Um, It was also relayed through a friend. So, you know, my friend could have mixed up the words a little bit. But something to the effect of, I was a botched wannabe of her. And that really hurt me uh number one because 
I kind of looked up to this girl. Um, you know, she was, she was older than me. She had lived a little more life than me. So, you know, it was almost like a look into my future. Um, basically with her saying, you know, don't do this or do this. She had already been through it. And then to know that that person said that about me, I was kind of like, why did I look up to her? Because obviously she's unhappy. Yeah. And, you know, number two, I did a lot of things that she recommended me to do, you know. Exactly. Those were all her words. And I actually throw it back on you. As I was saying earlier, she was, you know, giving me a lot of advice. Um, also, you know, you should use this product or, oh, you know, this is a really great hair product. You should buy this. This is what I use. This is the face cream that I use. You know, we're at the store and she goes, oh, you know what? You should buy this. And if one of my friends is recommending me something like I'm going to buy it, um, you know, just today I recommended makeup products to Elena and she bought them because that's, you know, when a friend recommends something mm-hmm. to you, usually you listen to them. Yeah. I would never say, oh, Elena is copying me because she bought the Mac foundation. <laughs> yeah. No. So we, we are like working like this project and I was like, oh my God, the product they're using is so good. And Serena's like, yeah, girl, it's Mac. I'm like a Mac queen. And it's kind of like, oh my God, would you like recommend it? She's like, oh my God, yeah. So she like got me on all like the best products and I just took her advice and even did any research. I said, done, 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 add to cart, buy. And so like, yeah, like if this person is out here recommending, saying all these things like, oh, Serena, like do this, do that. And then out of nowhere, flips it on you and be like, oh my God, do you see her? She's literally like such like a wannabe version of me. It's like, no, you literally built me to look like this. And I trusted you because you're my friend. I think that really plays off the ego thing. Whereas, you know, we were talking about earlier, people have this ego. And I think believing in your head that someone is copying you makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. And then to tell them you're copying me, it's they're basically saying you're copying me because I'm better than you and you want to be like me. It's the it's a very vile, disgusting way that a lot of people think. Yeah. And it's pretty twisted because she was the one who was, you know, recommending and influencing me to do certain things and, you know, do your makeup this way or try this out. And I did it. Um, So that hurt. Yeah. Especially because she was someone that, again, you looked up to. So in your uh-huh. eyes, she was kind of just like, oh, like the holy mother. Yeah. And to almost, hear yeah, that she exactly. was talking negatively you about about you this way. Yeah. That must have hurt. That would that I feel like that'd be this way same equivalent to like finding out your boyfriend cheated. Someone you held so highly, like care so much for, and then for them to just do this awful thing behind your back. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine it would hurt the same way. And like that was like someone that you genuinely looked up to it's kind of confusing too because then you think like why were you if this is how you feel then why were you even spending time with me why were you hanging out with me if you feel this way mm-hmm. it's very i don't know do you think confusing. um there's a thing where like a lot of like trans girls will hang out with girls who are in their head below them to make themselves feel better do you know what i mean like they can yeah. make the really like past what girl who hangs out with like 
a not so passable girl because it makes her feel like the hotter friend because when they go out she will get hit on and that boosts her ego do yeah, you think that I mean, might have been a, a reason that definitely could be possible i think that's kind of an old saying like they would say um like go out with your uglier friend and it's going to make you look more hotter at the bar you know like you've heard that in like yeah. older tv shows and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that could definitely be possible. You know, something I heard from another person, and this is also something I hate about friend groups, um, cause I'm not really in friend groups. A lot of my friends that I have are just like a single friend. We don't really belong to a group is mm -hmm. things get passed around. You know, one person says one thing and then it goes through a whole group Within of people. that group. Yeah. So something I heard from a different person. So now it's like involving other people in mm -hmm. this, um, and, you know, this isn't like a big, huge thing. Um, it's just, you know, something petty and something little. Um, so I don't want anyone to take it out of context. But, you know, now someone else is kind of involved in this. So I had another girl say to me, yeah, I think it's because you have a similar look. I think it's because you both have blonde hair. Um, and I didn't really get that. I'm like, you know, what do you mean? Um, Everyone has fucking blonde hair. No, but I guess like she was kind of implying that it was like a a jealousy thing, which I don't understand at that all. That you were jealous of her. I think maybe, like, she kind of thought, like, I was coming for her gig or something, okay. which also doesn't make sense because, you know, I had the same look, you know, long before I met this person. And I'm sure she had that same look for a very long time, too. It's a very common look, you know, blonde hair, kind of like a, a Barbie vibe, you know. Um, so it's just weird. And it just... It goes back on the whole competition thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas if us two girls stood together and did our thing and supported each other, we would go so much further, mm -hmm. so many more opportunities, you know? And yeah. that's what a real friendship is supposed to be. Whereas a fake friendship brings you down, way down. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they would instantly see it as kind of just like a competition. It's like, exactly. oh my gosh, Serena's coming from my gig now. Yeah. I need to find a way to like one up her. Um, I think a thing that a lot of people try to do, and it may be subconscious because I mean, if you're really doing this, like knowing that you're doing, you might be a psychopath, mm -hmm. but sabotage. And how so? Like, what do you mean? Like recommending someone to do something that might not be so favorable, mm -hmm. you know, to make them look worse and make yourself look better or like like would you say like like actually like sap because i had a friend uh -huh. who she would make her eyebrows really high up yeah because she believed that a natural female has more eyelid space yeah and so she would pluck her brows really small and draw them higher okay and then she recommended danny to do the exact same thing. Yeah. And she would convince Danny like oh my god danny <laughs> you need to have your brows really high up uh-huh everyone around danny saw how gross they look including okay. me and i would tell her i'd be like girl lower your fucking brows and then all my friends would be like girl tell your friend danny to lower her fucking brows like she looks like a drag queen like why are her <laughs> eyebrows literally in the middle of her forehead uh -huh. you know but then the other girl would be like oh no girl like trust me like this is a look it looks so good it looks so good mm -hmm. and so like i think that if that girl was i don't think she was sabotaging because she was doing the same thing yes but i think that she was kind of uh it's like when you're doing something that you're not completely confident in, so you get someone else to do it, and then you feel better. Because it's like, okay, you know, 
we we both have this going on. So it's yes. a thing now. It's not just me doing it. We're both doing it. Yeah. I mean, and again, I don't think she like purposely meant to like uh-huh. set Danny out looking like that, but because she also had it, she still does to this very yeah. day. And all my friends still <laughs> tell her like, oh my God, Lena, tell your fucking friend to lower fucking brows. Uh-huh. But then after months and months, I finally got Danny to grow her real hair out. Uh-huh. And now she has her brows low again. Looks so good. And we always looked back at her eyeliner eyebrows in the middle of her forehead and like just think of how awful it looked and i was like you never listened to me you know i've actually done that before um there was a period of time about four years ago where Mm -hmm. i shaved off my eyebrows Mm -hmm. um and i was drawing them on yeah they didn't really look terribly bad yeah but I definitely like my natural eyebrow hair much better. It looks so good. Even even if you have very low eyebrows, mm -hmm. the trick is have them very thin. Yes. Just some kind of hair. If you're, you can get a higher arch with a thinner brow. Mm -hmm. And I have a very thin. And still have a lot of eyelid space. Yeah. I have a very thin brow. And I think it works for me. Yeah. I actually like it. I've done thicker brows before, mm-hmm. and they were not cute. Yeah. I went through a phase where um, it was actually right after I had grown my eyebrows back after shaving them off, where I had them thicker. And when I look back on that, I think, wow. <laughs> yeah. What was I doing? Because that was just not. Not me. I think different things suit different people's faces. 100%. You kind of have to experiment to find what looks best. I feel like whatever that is natural just always looks the best. Like, my best best look Uh is my natural hair color, my natural eyes, and my natural eyebrows. Because Mm. that's what I was born into. And, like, changing it, yeah, I look pretty, but nothing will beat the the way that I came out of, you know? Because that's just, like, my natural self. Yeah. But going back to the whole eyebrow, like, sabotage. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that was her sabotaging her. Mm-hmm. But it, it just is interesting because she was kind of just like, oh, my God, no, do this, do this, do this. Even though everyone around her knew how awful it yeah. was, she was kind of just like, no, do it, do it, do it. And I feel yeah. like that goes back to what you were saying, how, like, uh-huh. or she it's... just didn't want to probably be, like, alone or, like, mm-hmm. be the only one doing mm-hmm. it. Say someone asks you, you know, I have this crazy makeup on, um... You know, we're together getting ready. And for some reason, I've decided to do something. Maybe I tried something different. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't it doesn't look too right. But at this point, I'm not really sure. So I ask you, I'm like, girl, how does this look? Yeah. Coming to you as a friend with wanting something honest. And you look at me and in your head, you think, girl, <laughs> you look fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, you think, hmm. This could be a chance for you to be the ugly friend. So I'm way. just going to say, girl, you look fabulous. Yeah. And just let me carry on. That is sabotage. Okay. You know? Okay. So there's multiple ways. It's not just kind of like yeah. one brainwashing another. It's kind yeah. of just like also in a way where kind of just like you're not being fully honest. Yeah. And okay. you know what I'm thinking? What? I'm not sure if this is how people think based off of this would definitely be based off of insecurity Mm -hmm. but if a girl would think you know she looks very similar to me um but maybe she has this that i don't have maybe they're gonna think they're gonna lose out on having a man or getting a certain guy because a lot of girls are really obsessed with getting a man 
you know, Mm because it's validation. 100%. I think a lot of these friendship ends because of a man also. And I think, you know, what we we were talking about earlier is, you know, girls who have different work done and different surgeries and you see them and you think, okay, maybe I need to do this Mm -hmm. to get a man, which by the way, so thankful I am in a relationship and because I would think all of these crazy things, you know, I was very obsessed with having a boyfriend because Mm -hmm. especially for a trans girl, it's a lot harder, but I also think it's like a, an ultimate validation because like the, yeah, somebody, somebody loves you. You know, you Mm -hmm. finally have someone that wants to be with you and that loves you. Not be discreet. And like you win at life. And I think, you know, I'm very fortunate because a lot of trans girls have a really, really hard time. I mean, for many years, I had a really hard time um, with men. And I think that, you know, the drive and the desire to be in a relationship might make you do things that you don't really need to do. Um, Elaborate, what do you mean? Just out of insecurity, like how we were speaking earlier about girls who have different things done, you know, you might think, oh, I need to do this. And if I do this, a guy will like me, you know, I don't have body, you know, I don't have any hips. A guy's not going to want me without hips. Yeah. And girl, I don't have any hips. I have a pretty straight body. I have a little something, but I don't have the beautiful surgery body. You know, I, it is beautiful. And then so having like a friend who has that body. Yeah. Would you feel a little like threatened by that or kind of just like, oh, my God, like he's not going to want me. He's going to want her instead. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely felt that way before because. And I, would you would you say that goes back down to like competition? I mean, I would say that goes back down to insecurity. Okay. Because I think like as trans women, um, you know, especially trans women who have transitioned because, you know, not all of us have or not all of us have started, but you know, we came from nothing. We were basically a blank canvas and we created ourselves. Yes. So we always remember the time when we were nothing and we were just, you know, a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll always go back to that because, you know, that was, it's hard. That is hard. Yeah. And I really like that, you know, saying that we, we were a blank canvas. Because in a way, we're kind of building the perfect body. Well, we're just, we're creating who we see in our head. I think we all envision ourselves to be a certain person. Mm-hmm. And we create that, which is very amazing, by the way. Yeah. Very cool. But I think we always remember the times when we weren't what we are now. And I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but I think it's definitely a little bit traumatic. Um, it's something that always sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to like boys too, I would say. Kind of just like how we were talking about earlier, like friendships not working out because like always feeling like the boy's not going to want you. So I have a friend who I'm still friends with to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very close friends. Uh, her name is Stephanie Bright. Um And we used to go out a lot. Um, We would go to restaurants or bars. Um, You know, we would just have a good time. Obviously, guys would come up to us. And 
both of us were the same way. Whereas if a guy would come and say hi to her, I would go, why, you know, why isn't he saying hi to me? Why doesn't he want me? Okay. Or if a guy would come up to me, she would go, why doesn't that guy like me? You know, we were both very kind of at war with each other. You No, no, not at war with each other, but we were both very just obsessed with the idea of having men accept us and like us, you know? So I, I don't think we would compare our, well, I guess we probably would compare ourselves to each other, but we both had very different looks, but we would think, you know, what does she have that, I, that don't. I don't have? Because why isn't this guy talking to me? Yeah. And you have to remember not to think like that, which is very hard. Because first of all, there is someone out there for everyone. Okay. And, you know, we're all just unique people. This was, this was about like four years ago in my life. So I'm kind of looking back into the past here. But yeah, it's it's actually kind of kind of hard remembering how you know we used to feel back then you know myself and friends that I had because you know um my friend and I Stephanie were both in relationships now mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll talk to each other and we'll say you know do you remember those days how how we felt when people used to play these games with us or you know they would just kind of drive us crazy mm-hmm. um would you was there ever a time where like a guy kind of pinned you two against each other or made you two feel like you needed to compete for him. And um, that might have led to like a tiny little bump in the friendship. I wouldn't necessarily say so because I think we would just say like, you know what, girl, like you do your thing. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, we were really close. We had like a, like a sisterhood. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why we're still friends to this day. Um, because we ha- we kind of had an understanding for each other. That's good. Because mm-hmm. there are some friendships that I've been in where it's kind of just like, oh, we've encountered the same guys. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's kind of just like... Well, in, you know, our little community that we have of trans women... Exactly. There's only so many guys. There's also a little community of men who like the company of trans women. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of times kind of just... Have you ever had that friendship where it's kind of just like... Mm, I've had him first. Mm, I've talked to him first. Mm, have my leftovers. You know? Yeah. Um, have you ever dealt with anything like that? I have. Um, and I think that, you know, it can kind of, it can kind of be upsetting, to be honest. Um, I haven't experienced this personally where I have been with someone and someone else I know after me has. But I've been in a situation where, say, I spoke to someone or, you know, I'm say, oh, yeah, I know this person. You know, I started talking to someone. You know, obviously this was, you know, a couple of years ago these things happened. But my friend would say, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. And how did that make <laughs> you feel? I mean. Because to me, whenever I look for a guy, I like to make sure, like, no one else has ever spoken to me because the idea of anyone ever being like, oh, girl, I talked to him. Girl, I had him first. Girl, I fucked him first. That would get under my skin so fucking much. And so that's why, to me, I always make sure if I date any guy, I need to be his first. And there are so many guys that I meet that are so fucking perfect, but they've also encountered other trans girls, you know? Uh Uh-huh. 
Um, and so would you say that would be like a deal breaker as to why you would not necessarily pursue the man? Or would you be like, it is what it is, you know? Personally, I would say, obviously, I'm not going to be, you know, obsessed with that idea. But I would kind of go with, is it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, men have to have, you know, different experiences, especially with trans women. Yes, because I, I think, think we're also different. Well, I think it would be really hard Um Totally possible, though, but from my own experiences, you know, a man's acceptance with himself mm-hmm. is a journey. Yeah. Just how our acceptance, like, with our transness and our transition is a journey. So I think, you know, a guy's first experience, most likely he's not going to become, you know, your boyfriend, your partner, or whatever. But I think a guy who has had different experiences throughout his life, mm-hmm. then he kind of realizes, you know what? Because, you know, first of all, ev- m- almost all guys are pretty close-minded because that's how society led them to be. Mm-hmm. So it's a personal journey for them to go through to open up their mind and accept themselves. Like, you know what? I actually like this. And to be able to pursue it. So I think that guys have to have those experiences, which may be unfortunate to the girls previously, but I think they have to have those experiences to be able to be open and know what they want. Yeah. For a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. If that's, you know, what you're looking for, if you're just looking for, you know, a one time thing, then, you know, that's fine. Um, to have a guy who it's his first experience, mm-hmm. uh, that's fine. But I think if you're looking for a guy to really be with, I think he has to have more than one experience. He has to have really gone through it on his own yeah. journey. It's always kind of just like, I may be his first trans girl, but I definitely won't be his last because oh, now, because sure. now I just opened this door for him. Oh, girl. You know? But After like, he had a little time with one of the dolls. Mm, he's gonna <laughs> want to keep experiencing. Well, you know experimenting, what? Because yeah. we're, we're the most. You know, mm-hmm. we do the most. The hair, the makeup, everything. And, you know, that's not easy to find. It's but not. the girls always do the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's telling what Trisha was saying. For trans uh-huh. girls, every day is Valentine's Day. Yes, exactly. And I never related so much to a quote. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I could be his first, tra- I could be the first trans girl for him, but I won't uh-huh. be the last. But she and all these other girls may have ran through him, but now they're forgettable. They're forgettable, but now he's gonna, he, now that he's been yeah. through all that, he knows uh-huh. what he wants. And he's gonna, in the end, pick an, uh, this girl yeah. to settle down with and do all that with. And so it's kind of just like, yeah, you may have had him, but like, look at who he chose now. So that makes me think about back in the day, me and my friend Stephanie, who I was talking about earlier, you know, this was a few years ago when we used to go out, but she would always say to me, you know, a guy would be staring at us or we would walk by and, you know, he would smell our perfume and get a little glimpse of our makeup and our outfit. And she would always say, this man is never going to forget about us. Yeah. He's, he's going straight home and he's going to jack off and he's going to think about us. And I'm like, it's true because, girl, you look at everybody in this room and we are the first people your eyes go to because we're bright, we're colorful, we're sexy. You know, we have it going on. Whereas 
you know, the cis girl, whereas some of them can turn it out, but usually it's very toned down mm-hmm. and subtle. Again, I call that mascara for makeup. Yes. They'll wear mascara and that's enough. They'll put on one pair of fake lash and go, oh my God, this is too much, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whereas, you know, we like to do it big. Mm-hmm. Go, go big or go home. Our next thing that I want to talk about is kind of just like status when it comes to friendships. And this happens in the trans because I've had some friends where like they get verified. They get some followers. They get their name out there. And A little sudden, bit of clout, girl. Mm-hmm. And you think you're on top of the world. Exactly. And to me, that is a very interesting friendship because... My friendship with people is kind of just like, I don't really define it by numbers. To me, that's just all on social media. It's not real life. Also, everything is fabricated, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I treat people based on, like, a person. Like, kind of just like, if you're good to me, I'm good to you. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't look at how many followers this person have or, oh, my God, they're verified. I can benefit off of that because to me, that's mm-hmm. not a true friendship. And that's the main reason why I never moved to L.A. is because everyone in L.A., there's no real friendship. There's only They're only friends with you if it's going to benefit themselves. Mm-hmm. And I have had so many friends where, like, it's all just kind of, like, a transaction. It's just yeah. a little, like business thing and like i don't like that at mm-hmm. all and so like i'm it's rem- not genuine exactly and i remember having so many friends where i would actually consider them friends uh-huh. and like and it and then you find out it's not true mm-hmm. and it was just all in it for the number all yeah. of a sudden it's like oh if you're not getting this much engagement girl you're irrelevant i can't be seen with you and it's like it's terrible it's like when did that become a thing or like they get somewhere in life and then they often think they're too good for you and it's like bitch like humble yourself a little bit because uh-huh. that's not what this is about like like i have had friendships where like we don't even argue there was no argument there was no nothing but all of a sudden because they gained some clout they're now fucking around with other higher like clout people they can't be seen with me because now i'm a nobody so you have to wonder what kind of person is that person to do that to treat someone that way you know just Mm -hmm. to drop them like that and that's where it gets interesting like how do you have a whole friendship and then decide Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm." She's not on the same level as me. Drop. And it makes you wonder, like, was any of it ever real? Or, you know, how did that person really feel? Because it was... The entire time. It was so easy to just get rid of me. me. You know, especially when, you know, if it's a friend. And, you know, I haven't known you for too long, but Mm -hmm. you seem like a very supportive person. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, whoever you were friends with, you were supporting them. Yeah. And you were helping them mm-hmm. with what they were doing. Yeah. And I was. Like, I knew this one girl before she even transitioned. And me and my friend, we, like, recommended her to, like, this doctor. We recommended with her with surgery, tips, and all that. And then all of a sudden, she gets a few ass shots. And now she's, like, up in the air. And she just unads me on everything. Mm-hmm. And just, like, stops talking to me, leaves me on red. And I never understood that because we never had a fallout we never got to an argument that led to a fallout one day she kind of just decided "Mm, i'm too good for her you know and i still to this day don't even know the true reason of why we ended our friendship because there simply was no ending or an argument it was all one-sided it was all her and like to me if there is like me and you Mm -hmm. we don't talk that much you Mm -hmm. know we've known each other for years but i will always tell people yes rena's my friend because 
I'm going to think, does Serena and I ever get into an argument? Yeah. No. Was there ever a state, like, saying, like, that our friendship was over? Uh-huh. No. And so in my head, we're still friends. I've had friends where, like, if we don't talk for a long time, oh, she'll yeah. automatically be like, no, we're not fucking friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Because for me, a lot of the friends that I do have, mm-hmm. you know, I have a small group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can go a long time without talking. Mm-hmm. We can go a month, two months. But we're mature, we're grown adults, and that's how adult friendships are. Exactly. You know, people are busy and people have lives. It's very, you know, that kind of thing is very petty and it's very childish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was how my friend was. Like, if we didn't talk for that long, she would tell people, oh, no, we're not friends. We don't talk at all. We don't talk anymore. To me, when you're explaining that situation, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like you were used yeah. almost as a stepping stone or like a gateway into a world. Yeah. And I never understood that until now, you know? And it made me realize like if it was that easy to get rid of me, was any of the friendship even real? Yeah. And like you said, it was kind of just like it was just for them to get somewhere. Uh-huh. Because you kind of need to know someone, to know someone, to know someone, to yeah. get in somewhere. And I feel like that's how it was and that's why now I'm just so like, when it comes to a lot of trans girls, mm-hmm. I just don't trust them. And, like, I'm someone who never, ever really had a lot of trans friends. Mm-hmm. And it, Me it, too. it sucked because I was, like, I was the face of the trans girls because I started so young, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of trans girls looking up to me and wanting to, like, be friends with me. But I never knew who to trust because there are times where, like, I've met a trans girl once in my entire life through, like, a mutual friend. And then she'll live to tell the story of she'll live to tell the story of how like I was when she when she met me and how <laughs> this and how that and that gets passed around the trans community and it's like yeah. they be like oh my god this girl's saying this about you and I'm like I literally met her once <laughs> like I don't have any I don't have an opinion on yeah. her because I don't I don't know even her. know you like, I don't know her well enough to even like have I a said it takes a year to really know someone exactly and so like that's why now I'm just so like. And a lot of these trans girls they like being friends with each other and I don't trust that yeah because. They're always being friends with each other to get tea on who they know, who they've talked to, okay. you know? And I, that's, that's really a thing. Like mm-hmm. when I know a trans girl who, who's friends with multiple trans girls, mm-hmm. to me, that's already automatically a red flag. And I probably won't be as open to mm-hmm. her because I know she might go spilling my business to those other friends that she yeah, has. I, I definitely relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. a big problem that I have is, Maybe sometimes I can be a little bit too trusting. Yeah. Um, I definitely worked on this and built up my guard. Whereas I'm very cautious as to what I say to certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely realized that, you know, my business and my personal information about, you know, my life or, you know, just things going on in my life, whether, you know, just our personal things, like our personal problems, our struggles, our insecurities. You have to be really careful who you tell those things to. Oh, 100%. People will actually, you know, take a vulnerable moment where you were telling them your truth about something and flip it around, tell someone else, you know, run their mouth, and it really sucks. 100%. So there's certain people that I've met that I really regret telling mm-hmm. certain things too. But you have to go through those things. To know the red flags. To learn. Exactly. That's how life is. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for me. You have to experience things to 
understand you know, and know to come look out, out on the for other the side. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm always like, I'm very cold hearted when I meet new people because are you? Oh, 100%. Well, I'm very, I will say you are very nice when you met me. <laughs> and that's because it's kind of just like, I'm, I've known you for a very long time. So yeah. in a way, it wasn't like I was just meeting you. But I think if, you, you knew my personality. I knew your of. personality and I've known you for a very long time. We've talked many times. So I kind of just like, we built that friendship. Yeah. But if, if, let's say Stephanie was here and uh-huh. she was like, oh, this is my friend Serena. I probably wouldn't have been welcoming because I don't... You don't know anything about and me. And here's the thing. It's like a blank slate. Exactly. So you need to form exactly. your own Exactly. And on top of that, it's kind of like, I don't want you... I don't want to be too friendly to you because I don't want you to give the impression that I want to build a friendship because oh, okay. I don't want to build a friendship with a lot of these girls because I don't trust them. Yeah. And when I feel like when I'm too nice at the end of the night, they'll be like, Oh my God, girl, give me your number. We should totally hang out more. And I'm like, fuck, she's trying to build a friendship, but like, I really don't want to because I don't really? trust. Mm-hmm. Because so I- are you scared to trust people? 100%. And why is it because of things that? people have done in the too. past yes like the story we were just talking exactly because you don't want it to happen again exactly and so i feel like when i give these girls the opportunity to hang out with me uh-huh. it's not even me being like oh they don't deserve the time to be with me <laughs> no you it's, don't want to be hurt it's exactly it's more so i don't want to hang out with them end up liking them yeah. end up actually enjoying my time with them and then yeah. having them fuck me over so to prevent all that i just close myself off entirely totally understand and that. that's how i am with a lot of trans girls specifically because i know how yeah. they are okay and that's for why sure mm-hmm, that's why i only had one close i had like my entire life i had like a trans friend it was eden and victoria they were the closest ones and i only had that i never mixed anymore and when i did it was really uh-huh. really rare you know and so like so many girls like know like a bunch of trans girls from all over the world and that's <laughs> something that i just cannot do because i get so terrified of like what if like I can't keep up with like who's talking about me and who's saying this to this. And it's like, it's going to fuck me over. So like, yeah, because me and you had like our history, it made it easier. And I was like more like, you know, Serena, I've known her for a long time. And she doesn't look like the type of girl, kind of girl, you know? Yeah. But like if Stephanie introduced you to me, like right now, I'd be like, yeah. I don't really know Serena and I don't want to be too friendly. I don't yeah. want to give her the idea that I'm down to be friends because mm-hmm. I'm actually scared. What if she ends up hurting me? What mm-hmm. if I actually end up liking hanging out with mm-hmm. her, but then she is like a bad person. I think I was definitely very comfortable when I first met you because I kind of felt like I knew you, you mm-hmm. know. And that's how it was too. When I first yeah. met you, I just like it was kind of like, oh, I'm gonna go see my friend Serena. I'm like, hey, girl. Like mm-hmm. we were we were on Facetime before, and you know, obviously I've seen you know your videos, I've listened to your podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I just felt like I knew you already. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't remember what I was wearing, but I feel like I was probably half naked when I opened the door. I'm just like, hey, You're girl. wearing like, <laughs> you were definitely spray tan. You had like your little pajama yeah, pants. I just, and, like, I a just had top. a fresh spray tan. Yeah, but girl, within two minutes of each other, we were like both butt ass naked. Like uh-huh. we literally stayed in the same bed, butt ass <laughs> naked with each other. That's how comfortable we up, are. Up all night talking, mm-hmm. only two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like she knew it too. Like she knew that the second that we would first meet, we would talk like crazy. I know, crazy. I told her actually because she was like, okay, I'm going to come in this time. I'm like, and she said, I'm coming at this time. We're going to go straight to bed. I was like, oh, girl. I'm like, you know, we're going to start talking. I'm going to show you the shoes that I just bought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you this. And that definitely happened. And it definitely takes two because <laughs> you had a very comforting and welcoming energy. Yeah. And then so that made me very, like, comfortable and, like, wanting to let down my guards. And that's another thing is a lot of these trans girls that I meet that are brand new, they mm-hmm. give me that energy. 
And it makes me want to let down my guard. Uh-huh. But I know that if I do so, I'll end up building a friendship really? that might eventually in the end fuck me over. Mm-hmm. And so I keep a hard exterior kind of just very closed off. So they so they get the idea like, oh, this bitch don't really want to fuck with me. Hmm. And they'll back up. But it's in reality, it's kind of just like, I do want to be friends, but I'm just scared. Yeah. So you because of the traumatic things that have happened to you, you end up coming off as almost like a bitchy girl, mm-hmm. which you're not. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. Um, you know, it's all about like understanding people's mm-hmm. stories. That's why it's hard. They say because then it's like I'll give that bitchy moment, uh-huh. and then that one girl will tell that tale for everyone I met her. She was a bitch. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what I hate so much. Yeah. But I just can't help it because it's just me looking out for myself. Yeah. You know. And that's just that because trans girls, like they're just so hard to be friends with. I've just never had a good successful like friendship with a trans girl. And if it does, it takes a long time. I'm talking years. Like it took years to build a friendship with Victoria and Eden, you know? And like, even with Mm -hmm. Danny, that is already two years in. And like, I feel like now, even Danny and I now we're having a hard time. Like, (laughs) because like she, it's, it's still hard for me to trust Danny. All relationships go through things, Mm -hmm, you know, Um, my friendships that I still have Mm -hmm. my relationship with my boyfriend. Um, you know, all of these relationships have had ups and downs. Yeah. So nothing is ever perfect. And a relationship or a friendship is almost like a job. So that's another reason why I don't have many friends because I like to really maintain the friends Mm -hmm. that I do have, you know, cause the reason why I say it's like a job is because you have to put in effort and you have to put in work. Yes. You can't just, you know, sit there and expect things to happen. Mm-hmm. You have to really want it to happen. You have to, you know, be supportive of that person and make time to, you know, talk to that person and make time to, you know, figure out this person. And if it's just very one-sided, it's not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So with any relationship or friendship, you have to put in effort. Mm-hmm. And especially now when everyone just loves to spill tea. I love to spill tea. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of okay. do it as like a living now because of my podcast, Raw and Bareback. I like think... I'm raw and open. But I feel like people love like just kicking about like other girls. And so like I'm yeah. now I'm extra cautious of like what I say around certain girls. And I keep, I, I start to like think about like, okay, who is she friends with? Mm-hmm. Again, and if I'm saying this stuff to her, am I going to be okay with it eventually like slipping up mm-hmm. and going I back think- to like them? And another good thing to look out for is like, if someone is really quick to spill someone yeah. else's tea to you, yeah. imagine how quickly they're going to spill your tea to someone else. Oh, for sure. There's a girl I know. Um, and when I started hanging out with her, I was told by someone else, be careful what you say to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's some people who just love to, you know, talk, 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 talk. Usually things get twisted around and it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, girl, I love to talk. Mm-hmm. I love to gossip. Um, I think there's certain things that you keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. There's but some- sometimes in the moment you get caught. And yeah, you get kind of moment, yeah. you're kind of just like, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. You but know? I think there's some things, and it also depends on who you're talking to. Because yeah. if you're discussing a friend, you know, especially if it's something that you have an opinion on or something that affects you in a certain way, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it. Yeah. You know, um, if you have, if you have, if you feel a certain way about something or something someone has done, you know, raise some emotions in you. I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it. I think there's some things that you keep to yourself. You know, if someone confides to you something yeah. that's between you and them, I think it should stay between you and them. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is that a lot of girls sometimes don't understand that, you yeah. know? And like, they're just kind of just like, oh, I have tea on this person, yeah. you know? And they take that, and they, they, they take that vulnerable moment and turn it into like something that can benefit them. Yeah. Because now another person's going to be interested in getting that little five minute of attention. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God, wait, tell me about that, you know? You know and yeah. that's when, you know, like the friendship isn't true. And so that's why it's kind of just like, you need to be careful who you leak information yes, to. Yes, definitely. Like say me and you, you know, just give me a name for an example, a random name. Nobody Miranda. Know. Okay. So say, you know, I'm friends with Miranda, you know, you know who she is, you know of her, but you're not really friends with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong if I talk about her, but if there's things that she said to me that were between confidence. me and her, exactly, personal things about her, then I'm keeping that to myself yeah. because that's our business. Mm-hmm. Am I going to say a little bit about her? Probably, but yeah. I'm not going to put her down. Yeah. You know, I might, I think I might still spill, is your friend, I might you know? spill a little tea. You know, I mm-hmm. might say like, Oh yeah, like, you know, she did this and it didn't really work out mm-hmm. for her, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you her secret. Yeah. And that's how it is too. Like, I remember I had two friends uh-huh. that were best friends. And then, um, so I was best friends with one girl and then she introduced me to another girl. Uh huh. And they were like best friends. Uh huh. And then later I became friends with both of them, got yeah. really close with both of them equally. Uh huh. And then they split up. Uh-huh. And so like, Whenever one girl would tell me something, I would keep it to myself because now I know these girls aren't fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. And because I'm friends with them both, <laughs> what, I, a, what a confusing dynamic, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to give them names. For example, we're going to say, we're going to say <laughs> Rebecca and, and Matilda. Matilda <laughs> were best friends, right? Okay. And I met them. And, and you're I, in the middle. And I'm in the middle. Okay. Rebecca and Matilda are no longer friends. Sounds like a fun night. Right. <laughs> Rebecca and Matilda are no longer friends. Uh-huh. And you met them as a fr- as friends. Yes. Okay. And so now I'm friends with Matilda and Rebecca. Separately. Separately. Okay. And so like whatever Matilda tells me, I, I will not go and repeat to Rebecca because yeah. I know Matilda and Rebecca are not friends. I was Vice a- versa. If Rebecca tells me something, mm-hmm. I won't go repeating it to Matilda. Mm-hmm. And if I'm with Matilda and Rebecca gets brought up, I'm going to keep my opinion to myself because yeah. I'm friends with that person also. And I'm not going to entertain <laughs> it's this It's a process. whole situation. Exactly. Vice versa with Rebecca. If Matilda's being brought up in Rebecca's group, I'm not going to talk about Matilda mm-hmm. because I'm her friend and that would look fake on my part, you know? Yeah. Um, I've been in a similar situation, not as complicated mm-hmm. as yours before, but my thing to do is just zip it and just say nothing. 100%. I'm like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm like, you can say as what hard you're... as it is. I'm like, you can say what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything because yeah. I don't want any part in that. Exactly. And you that's... can keep that yourself. And that's really hard to do yes. because everyone loves to gossip. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves to the tea, but like that is just it's just it takes a lot of self-control and a lot of con like a lot of just self-control <laughs> to like yeah. sit there and be like mm, i really want to get into this and dabble into it but like i really fucking shouldn't you know and like that's 
so important and you need to learn that to make these friendships last and work. But you guys, this has been a very, very long episode. So Serena, wrapping up, what are the red flags to look out for in, a, in finding a fake friend? The red flags to look out for when finding a fake friend. Well, I would just have to say, look in the mirror, bitch. <laughs> you are the fake friend. Self. Yeah. No. Um, How are you any better? I would just say you have to give it a chance, first of all, to know. Mm-hmm. Um, some people aren't going to reveal their true colors right away. Some are good at hiding it. But one thing that I will usually ignore is if someone else gives me a warning. Okay. And from what I've learned now is to not ignore a warning. Mm -hmm. You can still investigate or explore it for yourself. But keep that in mind, because if somebody warns you about something, say, you know, just to let you know, you know, this person, she's doing a whole lot of this. Mm -hmm. Then you just have to remember, okay, this person's obviously been through it. But do you think that it kind of might have been like, okay, well, that's your guys' relationship. Ours is different. I mean. Or is that kind of just like. I don't think people change. So I think people can grow, but I think. Who they really are deep down like, inside. What if someone said, oh uh-huh. my God, you're friends with Serena? Well, look out because I was friends with her and like it wasn't it. But maybe it was the person telling me yeah, the okay. one who was the bad person the entire time that made you act out. Totally. You know what I mean? Okay. I do get that. That's why I said, keep it in the back of your mm-hmm. head. Like what if it was explore. the... Yeah. Like what if it was a girl who like told you yeah. like what if she came to me and said stay away from that girl she's crazy she's yeah. crazy but she's the one who was the entire time being the bad friend mm-hmm. you know so like you're right maybe like take it into consideration yeah but still explore mm-hmm. and get that opinion for yourself yeah. because every single dynamic with a relationship is different you know like mm-hmm. your relationship with her might have been different from ours uh-huh. you know because it's different energy different personality and like who knows like because there are times where like i've been friends with someone else versus this person and like i find myself to be a better person around this girl versus this one because she and her have like a me and her would have like a different banter you know yeah. uh-huh that was so confusing i'm so sorry no but i i kind of understand that because mm-hmm. like Different relationship with different people. Yeah. I mean, there's different people who all hang out with where... They bring up different sides of Yeah, you. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have... I'll feed off of their energy. Yes. Yeah. So if someone's kind of more quiet, then maybe I'll be a little bit more quiet. If someone's crazy and loud, I'm going to be crazy and loud. Yeah. And, you know, that's also something to say you are who you surround yourself with. So 100%. if someone's a little bit bitchy or not really that great of a person like we both said we're easily influenced 100 percent. yes so we might act a little bit like that when we're around one of those people i agree yeah do you agree i do baby oh yeah exactly and so summarizing summarizing that up it's kind of just like just look out and be extra cautious when it comes to meeting new trans girls because you want to make sure they're yeah. really in it for their true best intention. Mm-hmm. And like I know so many girls who just want to surround themselves with so many trans girls and just have a big group of trans girls. But baby, that's never like good news. Like I've seen so many trans girl cliques that just end up falling apart. 
Yeah, very mean girls. In a, in a few months, because there's just so much different energy in uh-huh. that friend group. One's always talking about the other. Like, I always tell myself, like, it doesn't matter if this big group of trans girls don't even like you, because half the time, they don't even like each other, <laughs> you know? And that's so true. So, like, if you ever see a big clique of trans girls, uh-huh. don't ever feel like you, like you need to be a part of that, because um, the majority of the time, they don't even like each other. Yeah. So here's my advice. Don't compete... You are your own person. 100%. There's nothing wrong with taking inspiration from someone. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to compete with them. Yes. Okay? And always stay true to yourself a little bit in that inspiration. Of course. 100%. Of course. Um, if you want to have a good friendship, be a support system. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all you have to do is listen. Yes. You don't need, a lot of times you don't even have to give advice. You can if you want to. But listening... Letting someone just vent to you. That's enough. Oh, yeah. That's and literally it enough. shows that you care mm-hmm. because you're taking the time to be very selfless and think about the other person. Yes. Not focus on yourself. And if anyone ever tells you anything in confidence, you guys, do yes. not go and repeat that to anyone else. The same, the the saying is so true, and that is treat others how you want to be treated. Uh-huh. It's so old, and because it's so old and so repeated so many times, I feel we just kind of ignore it. But really think about it and reflect on it, and it's so true. Treat others how you want to be treated. My saying is, be the friend you want to have. Exactly. Uh-huh. And if you don't want people to, like, going repeating your shit to anyone else don't do it to them mm-hmm. because i do believe in karma and i do believe what goes around will come around oh yeah and that is just like these are all such like old sayings but they're still irrelevant they're still relevant to this day for that reason because they're so true and have so much meaning to it and so another thing is just if anyone ever tells you anything in confidence just keep it to yourself mm-hmm. you know you don't have you have no business spreading their business around and that's just fucked up but you guys that wraps up this episode with serena smith thank you so much serena is there anything you want to plug before we go you're welcome thank you for this little conversation of course i had a great time it was really therapeutic I know it was. Mm-hmm. It really I came was. on here thinking, let's talk about sex. But <laughs> sometimes I, f- I, like, I like that my main topic is about sex and raunchiness. But I also find that people love when you just get real and like uh-huh. sit down and like you talk to them, you know? People Which love is very that. much me. I love to get real. Mm-hmm. I love to get real sexually. <laughs> uh, girl, I know you do. <laughs> but is there anything you want to plug before we go? Of course. As you heard at the very beginning, I have music, which is available on iTunes, Spotify. And if you really want to support and buy my songs, you can on iTunes. Just search up my name, Serena Smith. And of course, you can find me on Instagram. My username is the serena smith very easy very simple and that is serena s-e-r-e-n-a s-m-i-t-h exactly (laughs) yes serena smith but you guys we are gonna take off from here but thank you so much serena for coming on my podcast you're welcome and until my next episode goodbye